thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara, the only serious one in the whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to do this podcast with you guys today because I don't know what has gone on, but before before we actually jumped on air... The three of us were curled up in the fetal position on the floor, wetting ourselves, laughing. (coughs) (laughs) So our voices are going (laughs) to... Our voices are going to be all hoarse. It's just going to be hilarious. But here's the reality, kids. I think I'm hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) She really should have her own show. She doesn't need us. us. I said to her, you should have your own show. Laugh, laugh. And she goes, well, actually, funny you should say (laughs) this. She's a brat. She's a brat. That's what she is. <laughs> so we thought that we'd do today's podcast about laughter and about stuff that absolutely cracks you up. So we can't wait to see your posts on Facebook. We can't wait to see what absolutely cracks you up. And I'd love to know, when was the last time you cracked up laughing so bad you wet your pants? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <clears throat> Five minutes ago? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> She asked a question. You didn't tell the truth. Well, I was laughing so hard I couldn't. Easy, easy. Oh, you mean you've got? So you've got good control. Very good control, mm. and that's health. <laughs> mm, nice. And that's what we're talking about: is laughter for health. Right. Well, believe it or not, that's what we. I don't know how. We actually were going to talk about mentors and books and lovely things like that, and then all of a sudden we just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and we do that to each other. I don't know what that is. Friendship. Friendship. You Girlfriends. Think? Connection. <laughs> Karen Karen is such a snob she she arrives here and all she's doing is pointing to the cat here on the table and you need to know that we're at Cindy's house today whose cat's obviously Cindy does does the cat actually sleep on the table it must I haven't noticed it (laughs) Kim has just had the bleak realisation the same one that I did obliviousness to to many things um and cats on tables possibly possibly but you know what i'm away all day and while the i'm away the cats do play i don't blame them Mm -hmm. yes yes i don't blame them because i find cat hair on my bed i find it on my blanket in my lounge i find and you know what cats are like cats they find a place and they love it for about a week. Yes. And then they find another place. And sometimes I'll find it in the cupboard. Sometimes. Well, it's interesting because it's normally places they've urinated on as well. Oh, gosh, Kimmy. Oh, really? No. I'm I just saying <laughs> that's uncivilised. I was going to say, I found my dog's hair in my undies once. <gasps> mm. It went through, well, it went through my wash. The hair must have been oh, gone yeah, through yeah, the wash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I grabbed my undies out of my <laughs> undie drawer and there's one of my dog's hair. <laughs> Not cool. Straight back into the wash. That did. Actually, no. That pair of undies went in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us the psychology of laughing, Miss Psychologist. Yeah. Oh, really? You want me to go then? Yeah. Okay, so I've got to get serious. Okay. Psychology of laughter. She shouldn't have her own show. She doesn't need us. <laughs> oh, I'd be lost. <laughs> I could never crack myself up. Um, yeah, actually, you could. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because I thought I was actually laughing at you, but then as soon as I said that, I went, you yeah, know, no, I think I'm hilarious, so I reckon I'm all right. <laughs> what, what, about the times, what about the times that you laugh that you shouldn't laugh? <gasps> oh, that's so bad. Okay, so I just need to share a little... Oh, story. no, here we go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I've just gone to a place where I remembered I should not have laughed. No. What have you thought of? No, well, Flew and I were in Perth... And we were about to deliver a talk on stage at the university. And this lady rang us. And please, if you listen to the story, it's not said in a nasty way at all. But 
and it was actually quite awful, but the situation was very funny, that this lady rings just before we got on stage and she asked to speak to me and so I got the phone and she said, look, I'm Kim, it's so-and-so here. I just, I just want you to know I'm really sorry that I can't make the talk tonight. And I went, oh, look, not a problem. I understand things come up. And she said, no, my husband's just been killed. <gasps> this isn't funny. Um, obviously, oh. my husband's just been killed, but we're in the we middle of having a wait. Yeah, I will turn it. Okay, I will turn right, it. But well. um, she goes, so I'm so sorry, but he was killed in a, in a road accident. Mm-hmm. Well, instantly I've gone into, oh. oh my gosh, don't even talk to me about you. Do not. Why are you even ringing me? Is what mm. I said. Anyway, Fleur and I went on stage, and that really put a not a damp. Well, it was a dampener, but also a very humbling, a very. Um, stilling moment we delivered the talk this lady was so amazing ringing us that the next day Fleur and I decided that we'd go to the funeral because she's been a big supporter of ours and she has bought oils and all sorts of things from us right from the beginning in the book well we end up going to the funeral which happened to be on Fleur's birthday and we arrive at this cemetery in Perth and <coughs> the cemetery is very big and <coughs> sorry I've just got we're laughing <laughs> we arrive at the cemetery and I've gone oh my gosh look there's a car park so we pulled right up I had no idea it was where the Hursts park but that's where I thought oh we, you had your own little private car park I thought we park. had our own private car park so anyway that's the first thing then we get out and we go to the funeral and while we're sitting now we don't know these people now, I don't know if you've ever done something like this where you've gone to a funeral of someone you don't know, but it's it's actually quite extraordinary to sit there and watch. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't know I'm why you are But I'm sitting there, and then this is this is a time when you shouldn't laugh when you when you laugh when you shouldn't. So anyway, <laughs> oh, oh yes. So anyway, I'm sitting there at the funeral, and I realise as we're listening to this funeral that we're not at the right funeral. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> So then I got the giggles. You know when it's oh, you're in trouble, no. you're in trouble with the the principal, yeah. and, and you're like, <clears throat> wait, I am down the back of the thing, going. <clears throat> it oh, felt like we're in a Monty yeah. Python movie. So then we come out of that, and we realise there's actually I think six churches within this, or well, six um, funeral rooms. Anyway, so I have now lost it so badly that I'm outside, and Flu's going, stop it. Pull yourself together. I'm going, I can't believe we're at a funeral, but we're at the wrong funeral. And we're doing this whole thing. Well, I'm absolutely crippled over in hysterics thinking that we've just come to a funeral. It's the wrong funeral. And I'm sitting there and I'm leaning up against this tombstone. Like, you know when your body's just gyrating because I'm laughing so much? And these people walk past and they looked at Fleur and they went, oh, the poor thing, because it looked like I was hysterical and crying. (laughs) So now they're all looking at me going, oh, my gosh, the poor thing, which has made me laugh more because now I'm realising what an absolute... It was just one of those moments that was just so Monty Python, it wasn't funny. But that, for me, laughing at a funeral is not funny. It is not funny, but anyway, we came out. We eventually found the right. We found the right place, and it was the most beautiful funeral. It was the most amazing thing. But Fleur said to me afterwards, "I have never had to console someone from laughing at a funeral, and you cannot believe you did that to me." But it was quite sombre, but also made us, you know, look at the moment and look at life that you can laugh in bad moments. But anyway, it was a very, very, very. It probably doesn't sound that funny now, but I was crying. No, you know what? That's what's called a location moment. (laughs) (laughs) You had to be there. Too right. You had to be there. Oh, it was very funny. Very funny. I I like your story um, because you're a marriage celebrant. Kim is one of many talents. And one of the things she does do is she's a marriage celebrant. And I like the stories you always tell when you... The faux pas. The faux pas. <laughs> she has quite a few of them. So would you like to tell some of your faux pas and get the... Or just one. Everybody just listening. Giggling. So I'm at this beautiful funeral. A funeral. No, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> See, there's a faux pas. Oh, my God. <clears throat> She's actually at a wedding. She's a celebrant at a wedding, not a funeral. <laughs> Do you want to put the next foot in? I shouldn't be here today. Open mouth, insert foot. So I'm at both. I'm at this wedding, and it's a beautiful wedding on Waiheke Island. It's a celebrity wedding, so we're up in the hills, and there's a lot of well-known All Blacks and people like that there. And 
the beautiful bride, um, her and her husband, uh, the bridesmaids, two of them were pregnant, very pregnant. And there was a couple of people in the front row that had seats up on the hill with seat, you know, they were seated because they also were pregnant. Now the service is going very beautifully and I'm so proud of myself that it's going well, that I haven't made any mistakes. And for those of you that speak, you'll know that sometimes you can have an internal voice saying things like you're going well, or it's all good. And anyway, so I go, where'd that come from? Yeah. (laughs) And I went, you know, um, Hamish and Catherine, you've exchanged vows today. You've you've given rings in honour of one another's vows to each other in front of everyone here pregnant. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> Instead of, of present. present. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stood there and I just about died. I couldn't believe it. And the whole congregation <laughs> sort of cracked up laughing because there were so many pregnant people there. But And in my head, I've gone, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, how did I say that? What did I do? Oh, my gosh. So then I've looked up at everybody and I've gone, I'm pleased to see you're all listening. (laughs) And I carried on and said, in front of everyone here present. Well, afterwards, everyone, now everyone's going to know. Because everyone was saying to me, was that on purpose? And I've gone, yes, yes. Well, now they're going to know that that was absolutely. I know. Why did you make me tell this story? Because it's one of my favourite. My favourite comedian, I want you to know, um, her name is Kim Morrison. She, oh yeah, she's always like you. Always got a good story, and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> like well, there was another one, um, and it was uh, an, an all-black that didn't ask you to marry them, and you were really pleased because you actually thought that all-black was a bit of a spunk, wasn't it? Now, what was that story, oh, Kim? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're getting all these stories out of me. <laughs> okay, so everybody, you now need to know that I had a major crush and liking on an all-black called. I can't think of his real name. <laughs> no. Doug. Dougie. Dougie was his name. Mm. Anyway, Doug Howlett is his name. But anyway, so I was doing some work with the All Blacks and we were down in Wellington. <laughs> but <laughs> See, she's already laughing. Prior to this, what had happened was I was pregnant with Taylor and someone had told me about going to a clairvoyant and I had not, you know, I didn't really... I didn't know much about clairvoyance or anything. So I went along to this clairvoyant and she sat down, and, or I sat down, and she goes, hmm, the first thing she said to me, well, first thing she said, you're going to write books, which cracked me up because I hated English at school. I thought, you yeah, know. She said, your name's going to be in lights and, and you're going to do very well with yourself. And then she goes, hmm, but who's the man with the name beginning with P? And I went, but beg your pardon? She goes, hmm, here you are worried about your husband and different people in your life that might go off wandering. She said, hmm, but it's you they all need to be worried about. There's someone with the name beginning with P that's going to sweep you off your feet. And I was just sitting there trying to think of anyone I knew with the name beginning with P. Anyway, left it there. That's all I remember of the clairvoyant thing because she completely threw me with that story. I didn't hear the rest of the, the, the <laughs> session. That night was the Michael Jackson concert in Auckland at Ericsson Stadium. I'm six months pregnant. I, meet, I tell my brother and sister in the car on the way what had happened with the clairvoyant. And we arrive at Ericsson Stadium ready to watch Michael Jackson, which I have to say was a fabulous concert. Oh, it would have been amazing. Unbelievable concert. He was brilliant. Anyway, we're standing there and I turn around and there's my brother talking to this. <laughs> and I looked at him and, and my brother Aaron's looked at me going, no. And I went, excuse me, is your name Phil? And he goes, no. And I went, Peter. And he goes, no. I said, Paul. And he goes, no. And I went, Patrick. And he goes, no, it's Doug. And I went, can I call you Pug? (laughs) (laughs) And my brother's standing there shaking his head going, no, no, I can't believe she's doing this. Anyway, left the story that it turned out it was Doug Howlett, the all black, gorgeous spunk, Google him. It's worth (laughs) it. <laughs> Very smart. So Dark here I am a couple knowledge. of years later. I don't know why you're getting me to tell these stories. Oh, They're not that funny. <laughs> anyway, we're down in Wellington and I've just done this work with the all black partners and, and talking about being the life of you know, being the wife and partner of a, an elite athlete. Anyway, Doug's Doug was the only one that did. Are you kidding? Uh oh. Is he not good? No. Oh my god, how can you say that? Show me. He oh, is divine. No. Oh, Sorry, the, girls. That's not the best photo. Have you seen him without his shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's another story. Yeah, yeah. No. If we're talking chest, <laughs> that's a whole. You need to download. I like that photo. Of he is. A I like that one. Yeah, me too. Okay, guys, Google Doug Howlett, and you know what? I would actually like to have a poll on this. I would like a survey on whether Doug Howlett really is 
a spunk worth calling Pug. No, he is totally. Sorry, girlfriend. And he's I'm a be- so he's such a beautiful you. person. He's divine. And my brother went to school with him, so therefore, you know, I kind of no, figured I'll, I'll, I'll I own him. No, I've got nothing. I can't believe I'm telling these stories. Aren't no, really no, 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 these are good. They're good. They're good. Good. Tell them what you would have said at the wedding. <laughs> So anyway, when I found out he was getting married, I thought, oh, I'd quite like to marry you. <laughs> Doug, do you take him? I mean, Monique is your husband's <laughs> wife. <laughs> I so am glad I didn't do that wedding. Um, but anyway, yes, who was Pug? And from that moment on, everyone has... And people still to this day ask me, how's Pug? So, Oh, look, he, he is cute when, he, when he's got his hair short. I know, I love his hair. With that big head? No, no. no. If you're a New Zealand woman, you'd be into him. Really? Mm. For mm. real? He's divine. Uh, girls, girls, girls listening, when you Google him, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just say <laughs> divine. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. girls. Okay, so I really want you to post on Facebook. <laughs> I want all of you on Facebook. Whether you agree with Kim or if you agree with me. I mean, I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's nice, but I i don't know. I don't know. I just don't see it. I just don't see really? it. You don't think so? I just think, no, he's got gorgeous. His hair is beautiful. Anyway, long story. Anyway, to laughter. On that. <laughs> All right. Well, so this was about laughter because we want everybody to laugh while we tell these stories because... You know, I I wanted this to happen because I think Kim Morrison is the comedian of comedians and that's why I'm asking all the questions because you do have some wonderful stories and I want you to tell the story now about Christmas. Oh, now that is a good story. That is a good story. Hello, Christmas. That is a good story and I have so copied Kim and I have used Christmas a couple of times. Uh We're speaking down at the Gold Coast and Fleur and I are getting ready. Cindy was down at this conference. We're just about to go um, up to our room. We checked out, sussed out the room. And as we're walking back up to our room, the lifts open and this Greek god walks out. He (laughs) had a very tight top on. He was unbelievably toned, very chiseled face. And all three of us... Stopped. Stopped. None yeah. of us said anything. They kind of take your breath away. It was yeah. one of yeah. those ones. Oh. And as he walked out, <laughs> I just went quietly, Hello, Christmas. <laughs> and these girls just cracked up laughing. If any of you have watched Kath and Kim, you will know that <laughs> Hello, Christmas is just a gorgeous line. Anyway, that's quite a hard case. And we all went, mm-hmm, Definitely Christmas, New Year's, and Good Friday. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the next day we're standing there on stage. Fleur and I, I think it was our turn to talk wasn't it and yep. we were up there and <laughs> I'd spoken already away. there was about how many root people in the room two or three hundred oh, yes yeah couple there was hundred, a lot couple of hundred people yeah. in the room anyway I start talking and then we open the floor for questions and this person st- puts his hand up and, and asks the question as I'm looking at him it was Christmas. Now, all I saw was his mouth moving, and I honestly did not hear any words come out of his mouth. And Fleur, and this is what I hear on stage with Fleur next to me. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All I hear is... <clears throat> and I went, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to repeat the question. I, I can't remember what you just said. So he repeats the question, and the same thing flipping more happens, where he, his lips are moving, and there's nothing, and Fleur goes... Oh my god! And I've just gone. I'm really sorry. I I just can't. I actually can't tell. I can't. I can't answer you. <laughs> anyway, I went, and I knew I was going to have to come clean. So I went. Look, I have to be honest. Fleur, Cindy, and I were in the lift. You walked out. And- <laughs> None of us could talk, and then I went, hello, Christmas, and the whole room then cracks up laughing, and I went, so I'm really sorry, I can't answer the question, because I can't hear what's coming out your mouth, <laughs> and, and then Fleur steps in and takes over, and so she was brilliant, and she um, she delivered, and it was a question about vaporisation, that's all I remember. Anyway. <laughs> you even remember that still. Yeah, that's all yeah, I remember. Okay. And then afterwards, anyway, people coming up to me, go, oh my gosh, we've been trying to come up with a nickname for Brad for years, and oh my gosh, Christmas is so it, that's so perfect, you've got no idea and then this lady comes up to me and she goes I just had lunch with Christmas <laughs> and then we're standing there and I'm signing a book and I said who would you like this sign to and this guy goes Christmas will do fine and it was him remember <laughs> Actually, you know, um, I remember as a very young 
um, girl, a, a book that came out, and my father actually told me about it, and it was called Anatomy of an Illness by um, Norman Cousins. And it was basically about uh, a man who had a debilitating disease and he was in hospital. And they basically gave him no hope to live. And he decided to cure himself. And what he did was he watched funny movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, he watched funny movies. And I've just got the summary here of the book if you want to hear what happened. It says, after a stressful trip. So this is 1964 he did this. After a stressful trip to the Cold War, Russia in 1964... Um, editor of the Saturday Review, Norman Cousin, tells how he developed a debilitating illness which confined him to bed. He is admitted to hospital for tests and treatments and is diagnosed with ankylosing spondylosis, but his condition deteriorates and he is given a gloomy prognosis. He notices that the depressing routine in the hospital life, and it is, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Tends to produce side effects that aggravate his condition. Which is interesting, isn't it? With the blessing of one of his doctors, he checks out of hospital and into a comfortable, yet less expensive, as he says, hotel, with the food where the food is better. Now, I think that would make a difference too, where the food's better. Um, and he can watch funny movies while he medita- medicates himself with high doses of vitamin C. He is convinced that the slow improvement in his condition is owed to his theory um, of watching these funny movies and having laughter. Mm. So we actually know that laughter is really... Um, Good, and you watch kids. Mm. They're laughing all the time. They, they, they just seem to. They laugh at anything. I, I was sent um, a video the other day, and it was these two kids, and they're they've got two doorknobs. They look like twins, and they've got these two doorknobs, and they've got these elastic bands on oh, the yeah, doorknobs. Did you it. see that? Yeah. And they're in hysterics. And they're flicking. They, I don't know. They're only about what sixteen months old, yeah. seventeen months old. Yeah. Putting the elastic band on the doorknob and then pulling it, and, and then pulling giggle. it. And, Giggling oh, and falling infectious. over, and a little bit like what we were just before we started this podcast. <laughs> but you know, the beautiful part about laughing actually is you never learn how to laugh, it's something that's inbuilt. You don't actually learn how to do it. So, from the time that you're born, it's instinctive. Humans all know how to laugh, and it crosses the language barrier. Because mm. if I go to Rome and somebody laughs there, I'm laughing too. Yeah. If I go to Switzerland, laughter is it's like a universal language that mm. becomes kind of infectious between all of us. And it's also like, you know, when you laugh, it's almost like a sign of acceptance mm. for me to laugh. It gives me permission to laugh, but it's also an acceptance of me. You know, especially because I think I'm so hilarious. And then when you laugh, <laughs> or when you're being laughed at, though, no, that would be nasty. <laughs> Hello, nasty, nasty. I think it's interesting, though. You look at um, there are so many different um, modalities out there that include laughter as therapy. Mm. And like what Cindy was saying, mm. you know, it's laughter's like a release of emotion. Mm. Because for the most part, you know, you think about our lives, we're so stressed out and so strung out and it all gets bottled up and left inside to fester, which turns into disease and, you know, illnesses and all that sort of stuff. But laughter's like this big, bold release of an emotional response that releases a whole world of endorphins into the body that are all endorphins that provide youth. Mm. that bring collagen and elastin back into the skin, even though the laughing lines might, you know, <laughs> intensify. As I've had a lot of work. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Jacob said mm-hmm. I I've been dimple. laughing a lot. Jacob said I've got dimples that have now stretched long while. <laughs> did you laugh at him? I did try to laugh at that one. I didn't think it was that funny. It was a bit like when he told me that maybe, maybe mama boob job wouldn't go astray for you. Mm. No, Is that funny? Well, you yeah, know no. what my daughter said? Mm. My daughter said one day to me, Mummy, why are your boobs so long? <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> and you know how I shut my son up? How did you shut her? <laughs> I said to him, oh, it's thanks to you and Taylor and your father that they hang like this. And he went, oh, too much information. I thought, yeah, you won't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I love that. I actually love what kids say because they do say the funniest things. Mm. And I remember um, Tania another time. I said to her, I don't know how old she was, six years of age, and she had really long hair, as she still has. And I'm brushing her hair, and she's pulling her head back. You know, she's not holding her head. So I said, darling, hold your head. And instead of, you know, holding her head, she grabs her head by the hands and holds it. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute. They are. You know, and they make you laugh. Oh. And people who don't laugh, 
You know, I, I, it that is one thing the three of us do a lot. We of do it. Oh, a lot. Yeah, and I just and I know people say to us, "I'm cacking up in the car listening to you." Yeah, and, and we really um, all should have our own. Oh, show. we should. No, I couldn't do it by myself. No, I mean we should have our own show. Mm. Oh, we have. Oh. <laughs> How funny! Look at that. Oh. Look at How that. Funny. You're ahead of your time. Oh my gosh. That's what you are ahead of your oh time. My gosh. And do you know that there are laughter seminars? Well, you go to laughter seminars. Yeah, but is that uh, stage laughter? Like, can you make I wonder laugh? about that. Well, I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> if I start laughing, because mm. I want to start laughing to make myself feel better, and sometimes, I'll be honest, I do do it in the privacy yeah. of my own home. <laughs> no one would ever see me do it. But sometimes I do start laughing if I'm, in, if I'm having a particularly down day. Oh. And when I was depressed, it was one of the ways that I got myself... Um, uh, I got myself to experience the contrast of depression was making myself laugh. Gosh, that's a massive thing to do when you don't feel like yeah, doing it. it is no, massive. and you really don't. Really, no. you don't feel like no. laughing. But because I think naturally I think I'm hilarious, I think it's in there. See, they made me tell the stories at the beginning that probably didn't sound that funny. And now this one is going to get its little one-liners in and it's going to be thought of, oh, Karen's so funny. Oh, she's so funny. Oh. <laughs> little insecure today, sweet. Oh, you know what? Just wondering. Just go with yes. Just go with yes on that one. I'm feeling a little bit insecure today. No, no, I think we exploit the hell out of that. I'm just, you know what? I I actually should have my own show. (laughs) Without us. Without us? No. You don't want to be. Do you know, like, if you're doing a show like this, you just don't have the interaction. And I just find girlfriends always make me laugh. Yeah. My kids make me laugh. My husband occasionally makes me laugh. I must like he doesn't. Mm. We we actually no, he does make me laugh mm-hmm. because I realise that I know the joke before it comes, and I'm laughing about the story before he finishes. I do the same with you. Kim. You're actually brilliant as an audience. <laughs> She actually knows she actually the is. story that's coming and she cracks up, which makes everyone else crack up before the joke comes out and it makes you look really good on stage. It's awesome. You're actually a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, you know what, I I, I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it. And, and one of my favourite um, shows is where, um, I can't remember the name of the actor, and he goes, I love to laugh. You know that, that one? It's um, Mary Poppins. Oh, and he does this whole song on laughter and giggling, and it's just gorgeous. A little bit before my time, but oh, there we go. There There we go. Now we're doing age groups. But you know what makes me laugh is that little Elmo. Oh, in Sesame Street, Elmo. There was a doll that came out, and when you put him upside down, he got the giggles. And he got the giggles. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I used to be able to take off his laugh, and if I if I heard it now, I'd be able to take off his laugh. (laughs) And oh my goodness! As soon as I take off his laugh, and I start hearing myself making the sayings, I'll wet my pants. So just a little bit back on that thing before, which I thought was fascinating. So when you're feeling flat and down, how, what would be a great... How did you actually make yourself do that? Because you're really not in the mood for it and you feel like telling the world to go away and closing off. And yeah. What did you actually do? Well, I... You know what? I used to watch Kath and Kim. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hello. Oh, that's and nice. Unusual. It's different. It's unusual. Mm. Mm. And mm. I also used to watch... I love Russell Quaid. Oh, he's the best. What's his name in real life? Glenn, Glenn Robbins. Robbins. Man, funny. I got to meet him. Just saying. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I so, want to be you when so I grow he, up. Did, he have, did he have his pants on or did he have his bum in the air? No, no. do you know what's so funny? We were down at the MCG um, and Danny was playing in a charity cricket match with, with Shane Warne and Glenn Robbins was She's one of the players. She's dropping names, did you hear? Yeah. Shane Warne. You know, some of us have to try it. Shane Warne. Does he text mm. you at all? Um, quite often. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looks more Christmassy now than he used to. Oh, yes, I must think? admit, I, well, can, just I, I think, think his latest girlfriend's done a good job. Mm. Yes. Oh, no, see, I prefer the old him. Yes, so does most people in Australia. I, I do. Think, I think the old him was more real and it was more, It was he was nicer. Now I think he just looks, like, feminine. He actually looks like Ken. Ken and Barbie. Ken and Barbie. He mm. does. He looks... I don't think there's... I, mm. anyway. anyway. So... <laughs> that was a bit of a sidestep. So yeah. what, what is so cute is that Jacob, just at that point, had realised, and Taylor had realised that their dad had a little bit of fame about him. So here we are with all these quite well-known celebrities and comedians and actors and actresses and all these different people down there. 
And when I walked into the dressing room, when we all came in, Jacob went, oh, Dad, that's Shane Warne. And we've got this photo of Jacob shaking hands with Shane Warne and just looking at him like this little seven-year-old boy going, oh, right? Yeah. Well, the photo of me? It was Russell Coy. I am so... I've got my arms <laughs> dripping around him. I'm always oh, wrapping Shane Warne. Oh. No, not Shane. Oh, no, Glenn Robbins. <laughs> Glenn Robbins. And I went up to him and went, oh, my God, it's, it's Kel. Like these oh, yeah. Like, it's Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur. It's Gil. It's, it's Russell Coyne of the whole lot. And I'm snuggling him and hugging him and everything. There's a photo of me. So excited that I've met him. After what? See, my kids only know him as Kel. And they kept calling him Kel. And to the point where we got him to the lift and he goes, kids, my name's Glenn. And Jacob goes, no, it's not. It's Kel. <laughs> Kill night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Kill night. That's right. Oh, so that's it's what night. you'd do. You'd watch video. I did. I would watch movies and I would watch stuff like that that would help lighten my mood. And then I would just go and sit in my room and I would just force myself to laugh. I just forced myself to laugh. I didn't feel like laughing, but I would just force myself to laugh. And because I think I'm hilarious, <laughs> the more I would laugh, the more it would actually be a genuine laugh. Really? And then I would get myself. Yeah, because. I knew that that was going to be a way that would help me on the inside because I knew that the antidepressants and I knew that the drugs mm-hmm. were never going to help me. So I knew that that was a way of me taking medicine. It was a way for me to get, like, medicine for me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't so much that I was going for a change of state. I was going for an internal medicine to make myself better. Mm. So if I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed, like ha 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 ha
of experiences that they've had when they were younger or growing up where they were laughed at and they don't feel a sense of freedom around laughter. They feel a sense of restraint. So when they think that something might be funny, they may think it's funny, but their ability to express it is really limited. And I had somebody really close to me um, in my life that really struggled to crack a smile. So I used to go out of my way to make them crack a smile because when they cracked a smile, they lit up the room and if only they knew, you know. Um, so I'd go out of my way thinking I was just being hilarious and I could see that they thought... As she not. thinks she is. <laughs> Especially when I've had a couple of champers. When I used to drink. Shut the front door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I'm getting as funny as you. You are. You're hilarious. You are actually funny. You're, you're like those kids with the rubber bands. Your laughter is infectious. Oh, it, it is. is. Oh, for the same. It's amazing. Did I just say, eh? Hey? I. I just went, hey. It's really funny. Oh, my gosh. You're like my brother. When my brother laughs, I'm not kidding. When my brother laughs, the whole world laughs with him. My brother has got the most infectious laugh yeah. and his whole face laughs. His whole... and. You think I'm funny? Oh my god, my brother is. We think she was funny. Oh, she keeps telling. <laughs> she, she keeps telling us how funny she is. I don't even think we've got a choice. I don't think no, we do. No, seriously. Have I, I said mean, anything about no. Karen being funny? Have I? Have I ever said she's funny? You said I'm funny. <laughs> and I so no, but so seriously, oh, seriously, no, Ser- seriously, okay, seriously, seriously, we're serious, serious. Yeah, but seriously, if you think I'm hysterical, <laughs> you should see my brother. <laughs> You should see my brother. My brother, my brother is outrageously funny. And my dad, oh my goodness, my dad, and my dad's family, my dad's brothers, oh my goodness, when the three of them Isn't get together. Isn't that the beautiful thing of family? Yeah. When you have that together Stop and you're all in hysterics and oh. you get the giggles. It's just the best. It's pant wedding. That's what that is. It's pant wedding. When I was a kid, my brother used to absolutely crack me up and then I'd see him crack up and that was the end of me. I couldn't recover. It would be hours before I could recover. Absolutely hours. And still to this day, he cracked and he just one of those people like you, Cindy, he laughs <laughs> and a belly like, laugh. Oh yeah, he laughs without abandon. Like he just lets go. And, oh my god, it's just. I wish I could. I wish next time I'm in Sydney, I'm gonna put my phone on. And if you're listening, Russell, if you're listening, Russell Coit, <laughs> that's his new name. That's his new name, Russell Coit. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, the next time I'm in Sydney, I'm gonna record you laughing, and you yeah. are coming on up for a chat. Yeah. Your laugh because everybody's got to hear it. It's oh. just, it's, it's, oh, it's beautiful. I think anyone in hysterics has got a great yeah. laugh. I yeah. love hysterical. I love when people snort, like you work at. <laughs> I can't help it if I'm like not with hysterics. Like I can't get enough air in. I can't yeah. suck back enough air to get the, ne- the next big pound of laughter out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my I family, my we're always laughing. Yeah. Um, and not just my nuclear family, but my extended family. And I think that was their way of, of getting through all the hardship. They were always playing practical jokes. They were always... Oh, really? Oh, there was always... There was always, as I remember, laughter somewhere happening in the house or at the party or... I don't know, a practical joke was being played the whole time. And I think, you know, for them, it was their saving grace. Yeah. And that there was so much going on in the family, you know, with haemophilia and um, HIV and then AIDS and, and the death of everybody. And even, you know, two days ago, my, one of my, my aunt died. Um, she passed away. Is yeah. this one of those moments we shouldn't be laughing? Well, no, it's probably, it's definitely not a laughing time. But I know her, she... She is just, she was one of those people that made me laugh. That's right. You know? She was one of those ones that you kept talking she, about that was your laughter. She was my laughter. She was my mother. She was my, one of those, those ladies that she always had a laugh. And the whole household was always um, chuckling. I don't know what it was. If you go to their place and all the kids, and there's been a lot that she's been through. Laughter you know? gets you through things though, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know, it and does. I remember you saying, I remember you've been talking about your family a lot. And when I see you all together, mm-hmm. you all, you we get this laugh. belly laughter. I think mm-hmm. most families, when you have that connection, there's that wonderful. And do you think, like nowadays with video, like you are just saying, imagine at funerals, rather than the somberness of oh, it, like yes. playing them in hysterical oh, I laughter. I agree. Or playing them when they've just been smart. You know, I love it when we celebrate their life rather mm. than... 
which I'd like to say was me in the at the funeral that I should have been at. But you know, but when I think about laughing and I think about people who do laugh a lot, my gosh, it raises your energy and it your does. your sense of own humour, and it's beautiful. You know, my sister's um, celebration of life. We didn't call it a funeral because once she passed away, I had her body cremated immediately. Um, she didn't, you know, it had done her no good. So I went, she doesn't need it. We're getting rid of it. And then what we did was we called everybody from around the world that knew her. And we said, we're having a party. It's on this day. Um, there'll be no funeral. It's just a celebration of my sister's life. Can you guys do that for me if I should ever cross to the other side? We'd love to do just that. Just don't do a funeral. No. We just have lots of fluffy puppies. Lots <laughs> of little animals. We'll do that. Otters. And your baby dogs. But you know, we ended up the whole we had a it was it was a That was flaming sambookers. Yep, flaming sambookers. We did everything. We just had the best time because she laughed. Mm -hmm. And when she laughed, she was infectious. Like I can still hear her laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, I still hear it. And a lot of people go, You laugh like your sister. And I went, Really? Yeah, it was very infectious. So celebration of her laugh was about the fun times. It wasn't that she was gone. It was about the funny things that she would I think do. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. Well, we'd, we'd done Mum's funeral not long before Lisa died. And I could see Lisa hated every minute of it. Mm. Absolutely hated every minute of it. And I went, she didn't even want to go to Mum's. Why would she want to go to her own? Yeah, mm. yeah. So there's right. no point in doing that. So, yeah, I, I did what I felt that she wanted. She didn't tell me what she wanted, but I just, because she died very quickly in in a in a roundabout way I, I it's too hard to explain but when she did pass there was no quest, there was no talking about her funeral or anything like that so i did what i thought she would love that's beautiful and you know what i think i think we see and then you know we're going to death here but i actually i believe we see death as a finality mm. because i've never believed it's a finality i believe it's another it's a passage a passing as you said mm. and let's celebrate wherever you've gone or wherever they've gone and yes we hurt mm. oh my gosh we hurt mm. um and and we grieve and we we miss them but i like to remember my mum laughing and my sister laughing and and all the fun times that we had a, as a family i'll never forget oh this was funny my, no my mum was straight like really really straight and i remember i must have been 10 or 11 and i was up in my and she didn't drink by the way my mother didn't drink she'd gone out on a fancy dress and i remember she looked beautiful i remember you know when you mm. love watching your parents go out in fancy dress and she went out and she came home and she was she couldn't stop laughing she was, I thought it was the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, it was... Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just this constant... And I'm like, what has happened to my mother? She has absolutely gone. And they're the times that I love to remember about them. Is, well, we is don't that... put miserable-looking photos on the cover of a funeral um, no, pamphlet, we do we? We always no. put one of them smiling or happy or things. Yeah. So I think that's a really good... Do you know if you've, I've heard lately... I don't know whether it's serious or not, but people that call themselves joyologists. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that? Yeah. Amanda Gore. Amanda Gore's a joyologist. Oh, she's funny. She is funny. She is. Oh, she's Amanda hilarious. Gore. Oh, yeah. She she should have been a comedian, but is oh, it, she's a motivational, she's inspirational a speaker. Yeah. Do you become one? Are you trained to become one? Is that what it is? Do you know, I've watched Amanda Gore um, speak for probably 20 years. And I remember being at one of her talks 20 years ago and I was on the floor laughing. I really was. Are you, she, is, she should be a comedian, a stand-up comedian, if there was anything else. And, yeah, she calls herself a joyologist. She has, what is the name of her? Um, the Joy Project. The Joy Project. Mm. It's her book, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. And she is about laughter, but she makes everybody laugh. Like, mm. I don't know how she does it. She has these two voices. A bit like you, Karen. Mm. Actually, a lot like you and your voices. And she does little funny things with puppets. And she yeah. talks about poos. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, and she's got little headbands with yes. little stars, stars on them that always move all yeah, the time. big glasses. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would recommend, if anybody's listening to us, if they get a chance to go to YouTube, look up Amanda Gore and mm. just watch one of her 10, 15-minute skits because that's what I call them. They're yeah. skits. But in the same way, they're very inspirational. Oh, yeah. She's, she's amazing. Clever. And when, you know, when you're on, I, I find when I'm um, in front of an audience... And you start them laughing. You actually are egged on to tell more um, I know. funny things. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Karen, just like a little kid in a candy box right now. <laughs> you do, and you have 
so much fun with them. And it's, I would rather be speaking with people who are having fun. And when you're having fun, you learn more. When you laugh, yes. you learn so much more. 20 years ago, I still remember what Amanda Gore was saying. Well, here's, here's a psychological um, incentive to laugh more while you're learning. Because when you're laughing, you know, like, um, it's the same, it's, it's the same way of learning like when you learn the words of a song. Do you know, oh, like, yeah, because you're in yeah. yeah, you know, like, um, I don't know if you can ever remember in Australia here, we've got a, a place called, or we had a place called Pizza Hut. Do you remember the number for Pizza Hut? 481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111481111
she, you know, she was, so, so I used to say, my whole attitude around history was, why go over things that are already done, people? Move on, move on, right? It's in the past, move on, right? Mm. Danny, however, her, his teacher, Murray Deaker, I can say this, he apparently arrived in their first lesson dressed up like Julius Caesar. Oh, nice. And, and, and knocked on the door and was looking, like, you know there's those glass windows yeah, that you yeah. look into the classroom? And apparently the kids are all sitting there waiting for the teacher. And he's, like, doing this, looking in, looking in, until everybody started going, who keeps walking past the door, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they all started noticing who, what, what was going on at the door. And then finally he walked in and talked and spoke, like, oh, Amazing, Julius Caesar, and so Danny's interest in history, and you want to hear him talk about historical events. Mm. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. It, it really does. I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk to you about my favourite comedian, mm-hmm. who is in history, um, is Monty Python. Oh, oh yeah, see, he's awesome. Mon- like Monty Python was so far ahead of them t- their time, <laughs> and I, I just love the Holy Grail. Yeah, the Holy and Grail and the, the Black Knight. <laughs> The Black Knight is just the best. So if anybody has not seen The Holy Grail on Monty Python, go and have a great laugh. It's worth it. Then there's The Meaning of Life. Oh, I've yeah. seen The Meaning of yeah, Life. Yeah, The Meaning of is Life's the good. The Goldfish. Morning. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not awesome. the son of God. He's just a naughty little boy. I love that one. I love that one. But the, the best one of all... <laughs> because he's only got a break a memory three, one three, second, one second or something so each time he sits around he goes morning morning <laughs> <laughs> that tickled I my friend I love that that's so mm. fabulous you see small things okay small <laughs> things amuse small minds there's nothing like good human television shows or films or no. books I love sitting there in my own world reading oh. a book that's just and chuckling chuckling to myself I have never read a funny book oh oh, oh down under down Under by um, the, the travel writer. Oh, I couldn't stop laughing about the cricket, about him getting... Oh, it's the best. I can't remember his name, though. Do you remember the name Down of Down Under? Down. Google it. We'll Google I've, it. I've so while, I, while we're still talking about uh, books, I like... And the book was also not only entertaining and funny, but it was also educational, as was, I believe, Monty Python's film, The Meaning of Life. The Meaning of Life was, what, 25 years ago? Mm. And my favourite, like, the Catholics and the Protestants, that was, you know, the beginning of The Meaning of Life. Bill Bryson, that's who it is. Bill, Bill Bryson. Bryson, Down Under. Down Under. It's so funny. I, I love him. He's, he's just got so much comedy. And he did um, wow. A Walk in the Wild or something like that. Um, he's done so many good comical books. But this, um, this meaning of life, it was so true. So they did the financial world. They did the Christians and, you know, the Catholics and the Protestant world. But the, most, the funniest one of all that they did was... The funniest one of all that they did was um, where the girl's wanting to have a baby and she's laying back and she says, what do I do? And they go, they're in the middle of a a big medical doctor or a big hospital with heaps of machines. Do you remember this? Oh, heaps of machines around. And she's like going, she's about to deliver a baby and she's going, well, what do I do? And they go, lay back, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) Where's the machine that goes, boom? It was like their comedy. Very clever, isn't it? was so clever, but it was so true to life. And if people really watch The Meaning of Life and understand the undercurrent Mm. that they were actually trying to teach people that what was happening in life is not really that comical. They were just making comical. And the one on obesity that they did in The Meaning of Life at the end. One more after dinner, man. One more with that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he finally explodes because he eats way too much. It's not so funny, really, when you have a look at the undercurrent of what the meaning of life was doing uh, in the movie. But I thought Monty Python were very, very clever and um, in thought, what I they did. Forty Towers was quite yes. of its time yeah, too, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. And how funny is... What's his name, um, the main guy? What's his name? I'll put on blank. Oh, the, the John Cleese. John, John Cleese. Cleese. He's yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. And I remember growing up with my parents and Dad loved things like the goodies. Oh, um, I loved the goodies. Yeah, and oh, Benny God. Hill, which I could never quite yeah, get. Yeah, Benny but, Hill I didn't quite get. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but I had that Dave Allen. He was a funny yeah. comedian. But yeah. it's taking... And Billy Connolly, who takes oh, the mickey out of... Oh, I love, love Billy, Billy. Connolly. 
Connolly. Real life situations <laughs> and they make them bloody funny. Yeah. Now, talking about Billy Connolly. Please, please, go, Kimmy. Kimmy you, know, you know, with this, I think Kim is funnier than Billy Connolly. I'm oh, sorry. That's a big call. It Jeez. is a big okay, call. Prove it. it. But she does Billy Connolly. It swears, though. I, it, can't I don't say. care. I think that everybody should hear you because it makes me laugh every time you do it. And you know what? Once a week, I'd say, please do Billy Connolly. <laughs> I said to her, if we ever do a podcast on laughter, you have to do Billy Connolly. Now, please. <laughs> oh, that's and so for funny. everybody else. And it's Billy Connolly in Australia. And you are you going to say the F word? Well, I don't, can I? Well, well, say, it, it, say it with the F-U-K okay. rather than the F-U... <laughs> I, think, I think what cracked me up about it was we were looking at moving over here to Australia. And so he's just brilliant because he said, I don't know if you remember it, but one part of it, he goes... Um, you know, I'm sitting there watching television and he goes, and here I am watching, I mean, I'm used to Beirut and bombings and things. And he goes, not in, in Australia. He goes, no, you turn on the news and all you hear is a woman was eaten by a crocodile. He goes, for fuck's sake, what's with this? I'm surprised they make it to adulthood at all. You know? <laughs> and then he goes, and then you're watching the news and it's got, we've got the unwelcome return of the box jellyfish. <laughs> These fools come gift wrapped. <laughs> he goes, I'm swimming along as you do, and I'm swimming in a in an ocean in Australia. And, and she's goes, doing the hand movements. <laughs> and he goes, and I look behind me, and there's a in fin six feet from my head. And he goes, I'm going ah. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, I'm dug a trench through the ocean throwing women and children behind me. <laughs> and he goes, I get out of the water and realise it was my own fucking fin. So he sits there and my other favourite part is he goes, I'm standing in the shop and I look on the counter and there's this thing. And I look at the woman and I say, oh, hey, what might that be? She goes, oh, that's the famous funnel web spider. And he goes, so I said, oh, I, so where might that come from? He says, pointing to the bush away from the sea, trying to look knowledgeable. And she goes, oh, no, we just caught that in our backyard. And he goes, fuck me. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God. She goes, don't worry, they're highly poisonous. They can kill you. But she goes, don't worry, they don't annoy you if you don't annoy it. He goes, who annoys these bastards? Who the hell wakes up some morning with a stick and goes, oh, hey, there's the famous funnel web spider. I think I'll go and annoy it. He goes, <laughs> he goes it's like someone with a Doberman pincher with a steady gaze on my bollocks. And he goes, don't worry, you won't annoy if you don't annoy it. And he goes, but then they don't tell you what annoys it. Like breathing. <laughs> Love him. Was there oh, more? I forgot you, it. You, like, I, I can't believe you've remembered it. She goes for about 20 minutes, and I'm, I'm in awe. I just listened to her going, yeah. and I actually went to that. I actually decided I would watch Billy Connolly because I'd never seen him do it. And I'm thinking, no, he's not as good as my kid. What about the woman? He goes, I'm walking along the beach, and it says, Beware of stingers. He goes, So I was being where? <laughs> I'm looking around, he goes, I'm what the Stingers. I mean, do these things crawl along the ground, drop out of trees, or arrive in fucking taxis? I mean, what the hell are stingers? And he goes, but here's the funny part about Australians. He goes, it says, should you be stung by a stinger? He goes, wait for it. Douse the wound liberally with vinegar. I always go swimming with vinegar. You're probably the same yourself. <laughs> Is brilliant. You are too. Oh, She's my comedian. Oh, yeah. Do, do you know we sit down at six o'clock at night and we watch the news? I know. It's you so know, somber. and the news is just. I know it's really good to know what's happening in the news, but you know what's on other channels? On other channels, we actually have funny things happening. You know, like oh, the old Get Smart song. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Friends is on, which is yeah. really funny. Love Friends. Um, and what about that? Even that modern one. Um, you know, um, the Modern Family. Oh, modern Family. Modern Family. That's great. And um, and the one with Sheldon. the Big Bang. Sheldon the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. That cracks you know? me up. And I just think, like, I love Offspring too. Just saying. Offspring. <laughs> mm, <laughs> haven't watched that one. Haven't watched that mm, one. Love Offspring. But I really love the old comedy shows because mm. they're they're innocent. Mm. You know, and even the Big Bang actually is quite innocent. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And, and, and Paul Hogan, remember oh, Paul Hogan? Paul Hogan. Oh, oh. Here's a knife. 
I'll show you. <laughs> but do you remember his show that he used to have? Um, his comedy show, Paul Hogan. Are you kidding me? No. I vaguely you remember. You know, know, I vaguely remember it. But I, him and um, Strop, Strop. Oh yes, and Delvin Delaney. And Delvin Delaney. They yeah. were brilliant. They were. Yeah. Oh, God. They were so funny. They, they were, were really funny. Hilarious. Yeah. But we don't see that anymore. No. They, they should bring that back. Oh, I reckon they yeah. should. I don't know why they don't, though. They bring back just about every other show and, and put it back on telly. But Paul Hogan would be ill. Oh, he the, would be amazing. You know, the, the other thing that I love is Australian movies. movies. The Castle. The Castle. Oh, yeah. my favourite. Oh, the Castle. Oh, what, are, what, are, what are the main things that everybody says from The Castle now? Well, oh. let me, can, can I, before we oh, go okay. there, before, right, we, before go we go there, there, let me go here. <laughs> and before, before I say do that, that, let me say this. <laughs> <laughs> if she thinks she's funny. <laughs> When I first met Matt, Matt is such a fan of the castle. When I first met him, well, it wasn't actually when I first met him. I'd known him for about two years before I actually went on a date with him. And she was quite hard to get. I was. I'm very hard to get. I'm cheap, but I'm certainly not easy. It's high maintenance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anywho, when we went out on our first date, he takes me to dinner and then we go back to his apartment and he puts the castle on. <laughs> Bless him. He turns, he's sitting on the floor. God love him, he's going to be beside himself that I've told this. <laughs> but he's sitting on the floor in front of me, and I'm sitting up on the lounge. He's facing me, <laughs> right? He's facing me, looking at me, reciting every oh. word, word, full word off the castle. And he couldn't even see what was coming oh. up next. And he's reciting it word for word. To this day. He can still do He can still recite the castle. Him and his brother can recite the Eddie Murphy movies. Oh, love Eddie Murphy. Oh, my goodness. All, just all the funny movies, him and his brother. They're like two clowns <laughs> in a classroom. <laughs> Isn't that funny, watching people who oh, love movies? God. Like, my kids recite it's movies all the time. Terrible. Always, the lines out of movies. And it's brilliant when they put them in the right context or something. And, oh. and you know the new cartoon movies? Those new cartoon kids movies, ones, the kids yeah. ones, oh, yeah. the kids ones, but they're for adults. Yeah. I watch them all the time. Yeah. We, what was Tanya watching last night? Nineteen years of age, open season. Oh, oh yeah, 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 open season. She and like I used to love going to them. You know, you had an excuse when you're a mother, you could go to the movies <laughs> with the kids and watch these movies. But now I don't have an excuse. I'm waiting for the grandchildren. You know, oh, just do it. Yeah, just do it, girlfriend. I go and watch Ice Age every oh, time yeah, I yeah, Ice Age. Oh yeah, every time there's a new Monsters Ice Inc. Age. University. Oh, stop it! Mm-hmm. So waiting mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So hanging out for Monsters Inc. Can't okay, wait. Here. Um. So what were you going to say about? Oh, you, that was what you were going to say. The about castle. That. Yeah, the castle. I asked you, okay, what are the things that we all do? Oh, the serenity. Now. The serenity. serenity. Bonnie Doon. Yeah, Bonnie Doon. Straight to the pool room. Straight to the pool room. Well, tell tell him he's dreaming. Tell him he's dreaming. Daryl. Dad. Dad. Daryl dug a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just said What do you call that, Dar? Oh, that's... that's um, over. That's, that's <laughs> vanilla cake, huh? <laughs> Oh, what's that on top of it? That's icing. Oh. Why would you go anywhere else when you can be at home and have this? <laughs> Do you know that so we showed this to an American girl that, that came and she loved the oh, castle. she did? Absolutely loved the castle. And so she takes it home to Australia, to America. She plays it at college um, to her boyfriend with her boyfriend and all their friends. And um, now everything goes to the pool room. Oh, straight, everything straight to the pool room. Straight to the pool room. Because Tania was over there and she bought them something and they both went, oh, straight straight to to the the pool room. room. (laughs) And you know, other Australian movies. Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding. Mm, Love that. Muriel's Wedding. But I think the funniest one of all is Mental. Oh, Oh, Mental. Mental. There's a few swear words in that that you've repeated. (laughs) Well, yes, in fact, I haven't seen it, but gee, I know what it says. I know what they say. Mm. You know, I, I... but you know, there's a really good. There's a what behind? What is behind the castle? What is behind Meryl's wedding? And what is behind Mental and Red Dog and this? Um, what was that one with the singers? Not the Sopranos. Oh, um, um, the the. the oh, and they're all dressed up. Yeah, um, yeah. You, so you know, Priscilla, one, Queen of the Desert. Oh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. But that's another one. There's no, another, there's uh, another the girls one. with with Jessica Malboy. Yeah, in it. it's absolutely brilliant. The Sopranos. Oh, it's, it's not the Sopranos. Yeah, but it's like that. 
something like anyway what i was going to say is every single one of these has a very good tale to tell mm. and a very good moral to the story mm. oh yeah each one of them do they may be comedy but they actually you know got a, a very good moral of the story to tell and and i think that that's what's good about humor and comedy and and i understand you know that we wanted this to be about laughter and fun and um, and we wanted this to be something that was was quite funny. And that's what this has been about. So it hasn't been probably something where you've had to learn a lot. <laughs> but maybe in those times where you're a little bit upset or you just listen to this one. Because we've laughed the whole way through it and, and we laughed before we started it. And as soon as we turn this off, we will be cacking ourselves because we'll have realised we have done the stupidest bloody podcast ever. <laughs> and we will all agree that I'm hilarious. <laughs> What you focus on, you get. We think you're very funny. Good, good. Now, on that note, we can end the podcast. (laughs) Now that that I finally have your your agreement, we can leave. You should have your own show. Just saying. Just saying. All right, you guys, it's time for us to sign off. Now, if you want to post onto our Facebook page, we would love to hear from you and what cracks you up. And when was the last time, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, when's the last time you wet your pants? And, and, and just one other thing. We'd also like to have a vote on whether you think Karen's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And should she have her own show? And if she did, what would it be called? Karen's Comedy Couch. There we go. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry. She had to put that. She's crying. Cindy's crying. Okay. So go to our Facebook page, which is all the W's, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. And also, if you guys want to post on the um, the wellness couch, can't even I think. can't. I've got nothing. <laughs> Go to the wellness thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat, and you can post underneath this podcast. And while you're there, go over to iTunes. <laughs> And do a search for podcasts, search on Up For A Chat, and rate us five stars. For comedy! Because <laughs> <we're> funny. <laughs> and join us next week on Up For A Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. The biggest wellness event in Australia is fast approaching and we want to see you there. The Wellness Summit's coming up and it's on Saturday, August the 17th at Crown Melbourne featuring guest speakers David Gillespie, author of Sweet Poison and Big Fat Lies. Also, holistic dentist Dr Ron Ehrlich from The Good Doctors and my Wellness Guys teammates, of course. The Up For A Chat girls and many more. Tickets are just $147 for this 10-hour event. So go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to book and for for more information, see you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts. <laughs>